This is Limit Up, the place where we explore markets, strategies, and trading psychology to take your trading to the next level. Hey, traders, this is Eddie Horn from Top Step, and this is Limit Up. This is where we talk with traders, market participants, and trading psychologists to help you improve your trading. And today, we have our co-hosts of the Market Forecast, the handsome, debonair, Danny Hodgman. Hey, Eddie, how you doing? How you doing, brother? Hanging in there, can't complain. Good. You know, I appreciate you coming out here and doing the intro and the outro, as we call it here. I got something different today as far as podcast guest yeah a bit different huh a little bit different actually a different angle what i'm going to be doing is this podcast is with nick dolby now nick is a crude trader he's been with us for i would say longer than five years Mm -hmm. um he's got a positive drive the dude is totally cool positive drive it sort of comes natural to him i mean i've known him for uh these these five plus years and it seems like a lot of traders are trying to reach for the positive drive. And I'm hoping that this podcast can at least give them some direction. That's awesome, Eddie. I think uh, in our program, you can tell traders that are committed to this and those who are just trying to get a slight understanding, some being able to see uh, and listen to what Nick Dolby has to say here. I'm really excited to check it out. Cool. All right. Uh, Nick Dolby's got some great tips. Uh, the Top Step Trading Combine. And uh, some tips about uh, being funded. Well, let's get this going. I'm all for that. All right. Here's my interview with trader Nick Dolby. A top step trader veteran of six years, currently plays drums in a metal band called The Traveler. Time permitting, he will play some soccer on Monday nights. Please welcome Nick Dolby. Nick, how are you? I'm doing great. Doing very well. Very nice to have you here. And first off, I just want to say thanks for stepping up. One of our traders here, and as I did mention, six years, a good friend. And, and you know, throughout the years, Nick, we've conversed back and forth. We've both followed the same market. We both went through the same actions and reactions through trading. And I just want to say thanks for being with us here today. It's a pleasure and I'm really happy that I found Top Step when I did. And it's been an amazing uh, group and kind of family to be a part of. And also to grow with you guys as well, because I think I got with you guys, I think we pretty much just started, maybe a couple months after you guys kicked off. I like how you said family, because, you know, that's how we tried to put it together. And, you know, before we started the company, that's what we talked about. We talked about making the community a bonding group of traders, a family. And uh, so far, I think it's it's been pretty good. Um, one of the things I want to ask you is the successes versus failures. Mm-hmm. Um, where does that take you after failure? After failure in something that you wanted? Obviously, Nick, you're not one to give up. And let me add also, for those that are listening, Nick is very knowledgeable. He's a very intelligent young man. And I'm not blowing smoke or anything because I know Nick and I know how Nick trades i know how nick reacts but tell us about failures how do you get yourself back up and back in the game i mean for a long time i wasn't able to i didn't i didn't know what i was doing not like i mean i had a decent base for 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 like the technical side of trading but like the psychological side i didn't have any any base whatsoever so i i couldn't handle failure at all i mean i was hyper competitive hated losing and trading really really struck a nerve with me for a very very long time because the bottom line is you're going to lose a ton like all the time i mean let's say you trade 200 days out of the year 
you're probably going to lose a hundred of those. So, I mean, you really got to develop a, a system, a methodology to gain the, the mental strength and wherewithal to get through some of those losing days and not, you know, blow up an account or blow up your day sure. just because you had one failure. And I've had many. I mean, some of the, the more fun ones, I'll put in quotes. I remember I was literally one penny away from getting funded and then put on a trade that went against me perfectly and lost 10 ticks and then eventually traded that account down to zero and lost it. So that was pretty frustrating. Even my funded account now, I hit my profit objective in step two. I was only up 30 bucks and I still had five days to trade. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to scratch it. I'm going to scratch every single day and it'll be fine. And then the seventh day, I was absolutely crawling in my skin because I, I couldn't, like, I want to get this over with. Just give me my tick. I can't think about it anymore. And so I pulled out my phone at work, which is a, a night job. I work at a restaurant and I put on a trade. And I was like, five minute consolidation. This is perfect. I'll get a tick. I'll be fine. Well, it shot straight down, lost a hundred bucks. So now I was under my profit objective for step two, ended up trading that down to about plus $500 in my account, and then ended up rallying and getting back. So I actually passed step two twice in my most recent funded account. But the other failure, I think like the most important one is the one that I've learned from the most is that I was way, way too hard on myself during this process. And I did an unbelievable amount of damage to myself just emotionally, psychologically. I just, I was not fair to myself. Didn't really love myself, appreciate what I was doing. I didn't have a grasp of how difficult the process was. And I just did, I really beat myself up a lot mm -hmm. and tortured myself for the first probably four years of, of trading. And it was totally unproductive and unnecessary. And now I feel like I'm a lot calmer, just a lot more gentle to myself as a person. Sure. And it's paid dividends. I don't stress out as much. And, you know, I'm not blowing up my account. I'm not smashing keyboards. So it's been a lot of growth for me personally in the last couple of years. And, it, you know, it, it's working. It's going to be a mental game and it's going to be stressful. It's going to ring you out. It's going to give you the experience, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. The market's going to love you. The market's going to hate you. It's just so unpredictable. And it's just a matter of how well you can adapt. I'm not going to say each and every day. I'm going to say each and every trade. Okay. You yeah. need to adapt and you need to keep yourself in check. And speaking of check, the checklist, I'm pro for having a checklist uh, before the day, before you start trading, a checklist on the mental mindset of yourself, and then a checklist throughout the day uh, to check back again. Are those emotions knocking on the door? Uh, you know, is there a threat of me trading when I shouldn't be trading? You have to check on yourself. And, yeah. you know, having a checklist throughout the day makes it a study more than it makes it a burden. Yeah. And, you know, as you go through, check, okay, how's the mindset? And you take a time out, all right? Um, you know what? Pretty good. I'm thinking straight. I got the focus. No distractions. Check, all right? How's the trades going? Okay, pretty good. Following my game plan. I haven't veered off the track. Following my rules. Check. You know, and these are things that we have to do each and every day. And it seems like mundane and boring and, oh, man, I got to do this checklist. But the thing is, it keeps you on track and it keeps you focused on what you need to do. And yep. um, one of the things I tell you, follow through with it 
and it's going to get you through. It's going to get you through the day. It's going to get you. Yeah, I and mean, one of the things I've learned the last four or five years, and it's it's really simple, is that you know, trading is only as hard as you are on yourself. Like it's pretty much just you in a room. No one else is watching. Your parents aren't there. Your you know your significant other is not there watching you. No one's putting right. any external pressure on you. It's just you in a room. So right. if you want to torture yourself while you trade, then that's all on you. <laughs> and that and it took me it took me a long time to figure that to out. You. you know what I mean? Things that you're not liking, disliking, or trying to avoid, you need to face them head on. Now, let me ask you something, Nick. Mm -hmm. Somebody coming and joining us here at Top Step Trader. What should that someone expect signing up for a combine? Yeah, for sure. Um, take myself as an example. Let's say, you know, you made a couple of trades on an E-Trade account. You're looking to getting into futures, but you don't really have any experience, any like real trading experience, never managed like an actual account before. I think it's kind of akin to like, going to college, you know, it's going to vary from person to person, but it should be about a three to four year experience. You know, I think like your first year or two, you're probably going to, you know, figure out what market you want to trade. You're going to figure out what indicators you like. If anything, you're going to try to like develop a strategy, see what you're comfortable with. And then I think probably closer to like the third year, the fourth year, you're probably going to make the mistake that a lot of new traders make that you're not going to get all the answers in the charts. Your system's not perfect. And you think you have to start, you know, developing the psychology, like the like all the discipline and that whole aspect of trading, all this, the psychological stuff. So I, I think you kind of make a switch eventually from, you know, technical stuff to, all right, I'm going to start meditating and doing yoga. Right. <laughs> you know, start living this, you know, uh, tranquil life and become, you know, uh, a great trader. But it's it's a journey. I think that's the one thing I really didn't expect was how journey, sure. was how different my life would end up being because I joined Top Step. I I ended up learning a lot about myself because I did, you know the market really tested me. And it, it's like water; it will find all the little cracks in your psyche and just like drip right down in there. And you gotta you know you gotta patch all that stuff up. Now, Nick, everybody wants to pass the combine. Everybody wants to get funded. Some of us take it more serious than others but I think we're all looking for the same goal. What are some solid tips to pass the combine, to get yourself funded? What have you learned that uh, you could share with us? Step one about getting funded, don't think about getting funded. That is just like the kiss of death, and I think it prevents a lot of people from, from getting funded. You're probably up like 1,500 bucks. You got like an extra 500 to go, and then just the pressure starts coming in, right. and your palms start sweating. You're freaking out. And I can't tell you how many times that I've botched a combine within the last the last hunt, like last 20, 30 ticks. I think the other thing that's also really important is just manage risk. And that's it. I think trading is kind of marketed in a way in which it's all about the money and making money. And it's just it's not the case. It's like when I was selling life insurance for all of six months, it's like, oh, this is great. I'm going to learn about financial products and, you know, I'm going to talk about 401ks with people. And then I get into the job and 99 percent of it is cold calling people and, and getting clients. And I think trading is kind of the same way where it's like, oh, I'm going to you know put on trades, make money. It's going to be great. And the reality is 99 percent of your job is just to not lose a bunch of money. And it took me a lot to learn that is that all I'm really doing is just managing risk and hoping my trade pans out and going from there. But that's about it. I mean, that's really mm -hmm. all your job is. I think if you're a new trader, just if you can just hit your daily loss limit for like a month in a row, that's progress because eventually you are going to start putting on winning trades and you're going to be able to enjoy the money. You know, if you lose 45 ticks back to back, that's $900. So you go into your third day, let's say you make 30 bucks or it's like 30 ticks, $300. 
well, it's not going to feel great, you know, because oh, I'm still down 600. Well, if you, you know, maybe only lost 20 ticks the last couple of days, then it would feel a little bit better. So managing risk is basically all that matters. And if you can, you know, put on some winning trades, that's great. But don't think about the money ever. It's right. not that important. So it's, it's, it's like if you saw the movie Fight Club, uh, the first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second Absolutely. rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. So it's, it's sort of like the rules for Fight Club. Um, you it, know, is. it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't think about getting funded. Your job is not to get funded. Your job is to manage risk. And then you, you block that out of your mind long enough. All of a sudden you will find yourself funded. No. Nick, did I sound like, uh, Brad Pitt, right there. No, no, a little bit. I was, I was imagining Brad Pitt. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Nick. Let's uh, let's turn down this block, and the the name of this street is called Discipline Avenue. And uh, so many times I've turned down this street and sort of uh, tried to get through it as quick as possible. Nick, what does discipline mean to you? A lot, and the definition has changed a lot since I started trading. Oh yeah. Um, I remember when I first started at Top Step. I was super green and you and Michael were in chat and like discipline, discipline, discipline. And I'm just like, what in the hell are you guys talking about? What What is this thing that you guys are talking about? Because I don't know what it is. I don't have it. And everything sucks on my end. But to me, discipline is a it's a muscle. I mean, you you got to work it out. And it took me a long time. It took me at least one mental breakdown to realize that if I'm going to be successful as a trader, this is something I need to pursue. Let's table the technical analysis and, and the reading of books and doing all that. We got to focus on me and we got to get we got to get some discipline. And so this is actually true. I actually stopped trading for about I think a month. And I was like, I'm going to do these three things every single day just to get the discipline, the practice. I think it was like, I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to I'm going to try to learn Spanish because we had Rosetta Stone in the house. So I was like, you know, I'm going to do it. Let's just I'm going to learn some Spanish. And I think it was, I'm going to work out. So I'm going to do those three things every day for a month. And hopefully that will start getting me some discipline and then I can start trading more effectively. Now, and Did, you, did yeah. you keep doing those things for a month, honestly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even started a, a, a journal too. It's actually a journal I still keep. It's not really a journal, but it's a list of things I have done during the day. That's how I would keep it. I just had my phone out. So it was like, today I woke up, made my bed, ate breakfast. I practiced drums, traded well, showered, went to work. That's it. It's a really simple journal, but it's just a list of everything that I've done during the day. And like, I started doing that when I was doing this little like disciplined reset like a couple of years ago. And I actually kept that one up for like a year and a half, and then I took a break, and now I'm doing it again. It's like off and on, uh, but it's pretty fun to do, and it's pretty cool because you can kind of see what you've done, and you can kind of look back and like some some of maybe like some events that you know happened in your life. Oh, hey, I met this person, I met that person, I went to this event with you know a top step that was pretty fun. Um, but it was cool. I think it's necessary. Like if you're really trying to make it as a trader, I think discipline and, and risk management are are tied at the hip, and um, it's it's a muscle and you, and you have to work it out. And I, I really don't think that trying to develop that muscle while you're trading is is the right thing to do. I don't recommend it. I think you should do other things that are easier, like make your bed or, you know, I'm going to meditate every day or I'm going to do yoga, do easy things and, and build that muscle up because trading is like the discipline Olympics. So you don't you don't want to like you know yeah, not work out and the show best. up sure. <laughs> trading against you know the best people in the world and algorithms you know and then you get crushed. No, you want to be 
you want to be toned, cut, disciplined machine, get in there and just start, you know, start crushing it. But it, it takes a lot of practice. And I think the best route is to do that stuff outside of trading. All right. Now, educating ourselves. Obviously, a lot of us need education. A lot of us want the education. And uh, one thing, you know, Nick, you probably remember on the broadcast, I always said, be a sponge about knowledge and education. Take in as much as you can and then filter out what you need. Never throw anything away because, as we mentioned in the beginning of this interview, the markets are forever changing. They are forever changing moment to moment to moment. And you never know when one of your uh, your trading technicals, your trading styles needs to be adjusted or sometimes completely put on the shelf and a complete mulligan redo. I need to find something else because this isn't working for me. How did you find your trading styles and things that worked for you? I think I took a common route that a lot of traders, a lot of new traders take, which is let's start with moving average crossovers, you know, super simple technical strategy. Let's go with that. And then it was like, all right, well, this is not really working. Let's try Stochastics. And I tried that. And then I was like, okay, how about some MACD? We'll throw in some MACD here, see how that works. And then none of it was working. I didn't feel like I was getting any more knowledge about how the market operated. Right. And then I just I started pulling stuff off my off my chart. So I was like, I'm not really using moving averages. I mean, they don't really work for crude oil that much because crude oil is so volatile. It could whip back and through a moving average, no problem, and still be in an uptrend. It's just it's not really a great indicator for crude. It's like, all right, I'll get rid of this. Then like MACD doesn't really look great on this chart. So I'll pull that one off too. And then I think I had Stochastics on last because it's like, oh, oversold, overbought. This is easy. This makes sense. And I was still getting crushed. So I was like, I don't know anything that's going on. None of this stuff is working for me. So I pulled everything off and I just forced myself to look at the chart. And I was like, what's actually happening? And what patterns can I kind of glean from this market without having indicators, you know, cloud my vision. And that's how I got started doing all this consolidation stuff, because I feel like getting rid of all the indicators, I was able to really kind of connect with the chart and see what was going on. And all of a sudden, some things started to make sense. Like there's like some fundamental things that happen on the chart with technical analysis. And so those things started becoming a lot more clear. It's like, stop runs like why do they exist where do they exist and like how can we you know capitalize on on that kind of pattern why do they happen mm -hmm. you know support becomes resistance and like resistance becomes support which is you know really common for sure. any any trending market if you're looking at a bunch of stuff on your chart you're not looking at those patterns you're waiting for your indicators to happen things in your market are not happening because the the moving average crossed over it's not happening because of, you know, a Stochastic's oversold. It's, none of that stuff actually matters. It's because buyers and sellers are, you know, readjusting inventory or there is a stop run and now we can rally or now we can go down. And so I just I got rid of everything. I don't I don't have anything on my chart. Basically, it's it's about as naked as it gets. I got one little thing off to the side for volume profile, and I don't even really use that mostly. Mm -hmm. I could probably trade without that, too. But it is useful for levels uh, occasionally. You know, sometimes less is more. And yeah. sometimes uh, you converse with traders and they've got all these indicators and everything. And I've got this and just added that it's just a lot of noise at times where it can confuse the heck out of you. And it's not going to give you the right frame of mind. It's not going to give you a right direction. 
you're, you're figuring out way too much to try to even get an area of interest. And uh, that's one of the things, too. You mentioned the support resistance. Sometimes resistance is support. Sometimes support is resistance. Areas of interest. We need to find these areas where we can start our trade. You need to have the discipline. You need to use the patience. And uh, as you mentioned here, management. Management is just yeah. so important. Well, the thing is, is like you want to, like when you're trading, you don't want to be like like a lone wolf. I mean, you're trying to identify areas in which you think a lot of other people are going to kind of flip sides and you want to get in on that. Mm-hmm. But like the more stuff you have on your charts, the less and less people are also looking at that thing. So you're isolating yourself more and more and more from the market the more stuff you add to your screen because no one else is looking at the moving average in a stochastic. And if they are, they're probably not moving the market that much. Sure. So if the more stuff you get off your chart, the more you participate with everybody else. And then you can really start participating with some of the bigger moves. And I, th- I don't know. I think it's a lot easier to trade that way because you're on board. You're on board with the market. You're, you know, your finger is on the pulse of, of what's going on. All right. Well said. Well said. Nick, um, appreciate you answering these market questions, these trading questions and so forth. Now I've got some other questions I want to ask you. Um, sort of fun questions if you want to sort of consider them fun. Sure. Uh, whatever you consider fun, Nick, uh, I'm all for it. Okay. I got a question. Now, a lot of people recommend educators and so forth. I know we do that here. We've got a lot of educators. Uh, we've got our podcast limit up, you know, and it's got some awesome people that I've had the pleasure and opportunity to talk to and ask questions. But uh, Nick, do you have a favorite book on trading that you'd like to share with those that are listening? Yeah. Reminiscences of a Stock Operator. It's been around forever. It's, I don't know, in my opinion, it's the Bible of trading. I think it's a, it's a real story, but it's written about a guy... I think using like a, a different name, but I think Jesse Livermore is the trader. But it's, I don't know, it's my Bible. I probably read it once a year. It's just, it's that good. It's that approachable. It's it's not dull. And there are so many nuggets of information and, and knowledge in that book. I think I have like half that book highlighted. And I also trade very similar to him. So if I could have him as a mentor, I, I would probably take him um, as my go-to. I think he teaches a lot of the psychological stuff that a lot of other books try to do, but they come off too wordy and too heady and they repeat themselves too much. But I think best bang for your buck, hands down the book, Rennes Substock Operator. So easy to learn. Another question, the Eddie question. If you can study under one legendary trader, who would it be? Anyone. Jesse. All right, why, why, why Jesse? Because we have a very similar trading style. I really got my trading style from him and how he approaches the market as far as like averaging up, you know, let's lead in with one with one contract. If that works, we'll add in a second one. Being really patient, you know, he used to hold trades for quite a while. And that's what I like doing as well. I have no problem holding a crude trade for half an hour or an hour because I think that's how you make the most money. And that's also a lesson in his book. If you want to make a lot of money trading, it's just it's the sitting. Sitting will make you money in trading. I can't tell you how many times that I would have made a lot more money if I had just done absolutely nothing, and if I had followed him, I would have been I would have been great. What was your scariest trade? Scariest trade? Any trade that was about to get me funded. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my heart is going like 200 miles an hour anytime. Like, you know, hand is over my eyes. You know, looking between my fingers. You know, is this trade gonna is gonna get filled? Is this gonna be it? That is, it's, that's it. It's just, it's that last trade to get you funded or to pass a combine to get you to step two 
those are always the scariest trades for me. And now, thankfully, that I'm funded, I don't have to worry about that anymore. So trades really shouldn't be too scary. Either I'm losing 10 ticks or I have a winner. So it's, it's pretty manageable uh, for right now. All right. Nick, in one word, sum up society today. Society today? One word, society. Un- undisciplined. Okay. And Nick, last question. How can you be contacted online? Online? Uh, I am in the Facebook chat group for Top Step Trader. If you have any more questions for me, I guess you could email me at dolbytimetrading at gmail.com. That used to be my email address for, for streaming on Twitch. I'm considering going back, so I can keep you guys posted and see it'd be slightly different. Sure. Yeah, I mean, feel free. I mean, if you email me and want to talk about trading, phone calls, whatever, I'm totally down. I got time. So I'm um, easily accessible. Yes. You got Dolby time. Dolby oh, time. Oh, yeah. All right. So join us in our Facebook community. And uh, Nick is there every so often. And a lot of other great traders there talking about the markets, talking about the opportunities, discussing possibilities. Nick, thank you very much for being with us. Yeah, thank you. We'll catch you back here again very soon. And uh, Nick, I'll see you in the Facebook community, brother. Awesome. Sounds good. Have a great weekend. Go Bears. And we are back. You know, Dan, we need to have some more of these Top Step Trader podcasts. I love to hear how our traders are progressing and getting funded and you know, tips that they're sharing with other traders and, and what the talk is. And I mean, so much cool stuff. Couldn't agree more, Eddie. I'll tell you one thing. These traders that are starting to see some success, you can really tell how hard they're working. Yeah, it, that's part of the equation. You, you got to put in to get out. And, you know, some traders think that uh, you know, everything's going to come to them easy. Buy low, sell high. And, of course, that is also part of the equation, but there's just so much more uh, in between there. And I, I think this uh, this talk with Nick was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. It takes a lot more than just the understanding of what a buy and what a sell is. Got to be able to read kind of between the lines and understand what volume is doing, what the markets are doing. And like Nick said, you know, focus on that one market, perfect that and get comfortable with that before you take that step further. Focus on one step at a time. You know, and that worked for him, too, because he started with crude. And he is still trading crude. It's sort of like a marriage. You know, you're going to have the highs and lows, the goods and the bads till death do us part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but some of us, you know, we tend to move to market, to market, to market, to market. And then I think we lose a lot of focus on what we need to be doing. So, I mean, this is something that, you know, I've been trading crude for probably about four years. I also have a secondary market and then. On the wing, I've got a third market that I watch, too. So it depends on your trading style and how you can focus and how you can dedicate and commit to a certain market. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. I think getting comfortable, focusing on one, yes, having secondaries and thirds, totally understandable. But if we look way back in time, some of the best traders we can listen to and we hear about, they really started focusing in one area. And that's where they kind of created their their name and their mystique about them. And then they were able to grow from there. Cool. So that's it. Growing progressing, moving forward, taking that step to success. Well, I'd like to thank Nick for, first off, not sugarcoating anything and telling it like it is. It's pretty good to hear comments that have been seen on both ends of the trading rainbow. Definitely. Thanks for having me, Eddie. Danny, thanks for coming out. 
And thanks for joining us today. All right, traders, as always, thanks for spending time with us. If you enjoyed this interview, please feel free to leave us a rating or review. It helps us reach new traders. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Eddie. All right, we'll see you. Take care. Bye-bye. Editing and post-production of this episode was done by Dante32. Futures in Forex trading contain substantial risk and is not for every investor. An investor could potentially lose all or more than their initial investment. Risk capital is money that can be lost without jeopardizing one's financial security or lifestyle. Only risk capital should be used for trading, and only those with sufficient risk capital should consider trading. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.